people of the internet and welcome to episode 29 of the unnamed games podcast and it's a special edition as you can see down the bottom there i've put the unnamed games podcast live so we're currently broadcasting to zero people who knows somebody might join in somewhere along the line um but equally you know it's already uploaded up to youtube then so maybe it'll just make things a little bit easier on the long run uh so i'm craig your usual host and uh this week we're going to be talking a bit about uh, the id at xbox showcase which has been uh, pretty exciting lots of stuff announced there um and some bits around some different movies but i'm going to introduce you to the panel so we have uh next to me the mr ratley ratster how are you mate um yeah i'm not bad man thank you uh you know good stuff uh, you know good life is good <laughs> nice mate nice awesome stuff and then we have uh mr alan longfangs howlett how are you sir i'm not bad thanks sea dog i'm coming at you live from peterborough massive lovely <laughs> nice nice and then certainly not last but certainly not least is uh mr phil a uh, mr speed freak phil how are you mate just following up on Alan's there. Big up to the Berry Massive. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I'll say he's certainly not last after he's been whipping us in the last few poses. There is that, yeah, yeah, there is that. You've been doing, for all your whinging about, you know, struggling on the quizzes, you are smashing it, mate, and you are out ahead after last week. I'm just yeah. worried that if I stop complaining, I'll start losing, so... <laughs> <laughs> just keep that momentum going I'm going to keep right. the momentum going of complaining yeah <laughs> even when he's winning he's not happy yeah. <laughs> even when he's winning he's losing <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something horrible then but I'm not so uh, anyway moving on <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah yeah, that's, yeah no not that horrible <laughs> I'll save that till afterwards <laughs> um, so uh, yeah into the uh, usual first uh, sector, and we'll uh, find out what everyone's been up to. So I'm going to go at random. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to mix it all up. I'm going to go. Alan, what have you been up to this week, my man? Oh my god, you caught me out. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. It's too soon, man. Um, uh, you know the usual. Uh, I walked 24 miles this week. Nice. Wow. Yeah. You know, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Still got Where tomorrow to go for the weeks tally. How not on one. Sk- not on. Uh, I'm, I'm actually exceeding the Borg assimilation scale actually to be fair so uh yeah i'm doing doing quite well quite pleased with that um but other than uh than than basically working very hard to not die um uh, gaming and tv wise um i've been playing the usual terraria which mm-hmm. is very nice incidentally that's the same terraria which had a rather successful release on google stadia last week i believe march the 18th 
Yeah, a bit a bit tentative whether that was going to come out or not for a while, wasn't well, it? Well, <laughs> you know, I can't remember the name of the the actual lead developer, the owner at the moment. But he got a little bit a bit squiffy, didn't he? Because because they messed up his Google messed up his account. But it all went. It was all all right in the end. They sorted him out and he, he calmed down and and it was released successfully. And I'm a little bit jealous to be honest because they've got the 1.4 version and we're still waiting for the 1.4 update on the consoles. Hmm. So I haven't even got that. So uh, you know, a bit, bit jelly actually. So uh, but. Hopefully that will be coming soon. It's, it's supposed to be uh, the, the latest update or supposed to be the last update called Journey's End, I believe, mm. um, on Terraria. So that's mm. cool. Maybe it'll be a Terraria um, 2 afterwards then if it's the last update. Well, you never know. You never know. That'd be nice. Um, and other thing I've been playing, of course, is Esso with you, my good sir, um, yeah. which we've been actually doing some stuff that we probably should have done before we reached level 22, <laughs> yeah. which was finding out how to craft stuff and cook food and actually the basic uh, mechanics of the freaking game. Yeah. We just started the game, didn't we? Again, let's go and hit stuff. Yeah. And then immediately went running off with our two orc characters and started hitting things and haven't learned how to do anything else. Yeah. I think so I made a, I think I made like a level two glyph or something. I was like, oh, wow, I can yeah. make glyphs. Completely useless because it's 20 levels yeah. below what I need it to be. Yeah. But... <laughs> so, what, what you're saying yes, is, what you're saying is you proceeded with the game plan mechanic like most men build um, splat pack yeah. furniture. You didn't get yeah. the manual. You just went, didn't I can do that. this. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. 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 We were, we were, we were so, just really kind of like driving through the spirit of the Orc Brothers, weren't we? Oh, Grognog, yeah. go hit. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Hit stuff. <laughs> Oomies. But uh, yeah, so that that's the gaming side of things. On the TV side of things, um, I, I told said last week that I was watching WandaVision and I wasn't that impressed. I've now completed WandaVision and my uh, take on it is completely turned around. Absolutely freaking awesome. Yeah. But as a whole, I would definitely recommend that you don't perhaps watch the first two episodes on their own. Watch like the first two to four episodes in one go because it's about what the third or fourth. It's the fourth episode when it actually goes out of the perspective of, without giving too much away, out of Wanda herself, mm. and you start to get some of the background behind what's going on, and that's when it starts to get really interesting. So the first first one and two episodes, when you actually look back at them, when you're on perhaps episode, I think it's nine episodes in total. Mm. So when you're looking back, like episode six seven and eight you think oh yeah now they make complete sense and i kind of get the context but when you're watching at the beginning they're so different that it's really kind you kind of watch i was watching it going what the hell is this yeah and i did not enjoy them at all but in hindsight i did and mm. absolutely loved the entire experience Brilliant. i've also been watching uh, a series that i have i'm re-watching uh, dirk gently's holistic detective agency Oh, I don't know whether you've watched oh, that. I watched that when it came out. Yeah, yeah. this is the, yeah. Yeah. Is that this is the American remake, though. This is the American remake okay. from a, a little few years ago. It's actually got Elijah Wood in it, not the watch. BBC one made about 10, 12 years ago. So obviously it's based on the Douglas Adams books. Um, but I, I, I've not watched the original BBC version, uh, the English one. Apparently it's got a bit of a cult following. But this American series only lasted two seasons. But I, I love them. They're so quirky and so different. Um, really, fa it's double, Douglas Adams, typical, you know, sort of like mm. off-the-wall stuff. Absolutely genius. So I'm, I'm, I'm nearly finished the second series now. Um, and then to the last couple of days, I've binge-watched um, Formula One. Drive to Survive, which is the third season, which is on Netflix. Um, and it's basically a way of looking at it. It's kind of 
it's like a summary of the Formula One season from the previous year, but it's done in such a way that each episode kind of focuses on a maybe a team or a specific driver while still sort of sort of slowly moving through the year. Um, and it kind of almost gives you like, like the drama, the backroom drama and what's going on and actually follows like one of the drives. You perhaps don't get all of that um, context if you watch just the races. Um, and it really does show you don't you see very little of the races, to be honest. It's got, you know, you see like the key moments sometimes and victories and podiums and stuff like that. And I don't as you said to me the other day, Craig, you know, I'm not normally into most motorsports, but I've always had a fondness for Formula One and I think it's because my uh, my parents used to watch it, and you know, mm. I've always um, wanted to sort of like um, watch it whenever I could. It's not always been on a, a streaming service on Sky for many years, mm. and I didn't have access. So you know, but uh, that's why I really love Formula One Drive to Survive. It's like watching a summary of the season without actually having to sit through a seventy lap race where nobody overtakes, yeah. <laughs> like a parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I re- really been enjoying that. T- only 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 took me about two days to watch nine episodes because it's and they're not short. They're about forty five minutes long. But I really enjoy the yeah. experience and everything else. So yeah, that was my week really. Nice mate, awesome, cool. Right, well let's uh, let's move over again, and we're going to go and uh, speak to Mister Phil, Mister Speed Freak Phil. What you been up to, my man? Got a few things to talk about this week, actually. Yeah. So I'm going to start we'll with buckle my TV in. watching first of all. <laughs> buckle in, yeah. So last week I talked to you about these supercar mega builds, which I really yeah. enjoyed. And I basically was then going through Disney Plus, and the next thing it recommends was SOS car repairs, I think it was <laughs> called, with like Tim and Fuzz. And basically they go to people's houses and they repair their clapped out old bangers that are basically classic cars. And I'll be honest, I don't watch every episode because some of the cars I have no interest in, but they had mm. some really good ones, like an old Porsche 9, 911 Turbo that they restored. And these cars go from like junkyard wrecks that just a complete write-offs to like absolutely mint pristine like show car level mm. and it's really interesting to see the process they go through like where they take the cars apart and then they like put them in acid baths or sandblast them and strip them back and the car just looks like a piece of swiss cheese by the time they're done with it <laughs> <laughs> and then within about another 10 minutes they like welded all steel back into the car and it looks like a proper car again so I've uh, really been enjoying that. Uh, not every episode has a car I'm interested in, so I'm sort of cherry-picking the cars I'm interested in. They yeah. did one with the GTR, which I really enjoyed. So, uh, yeah, on the kind of car theme, you know, I really enjoy watching through that. So, uh, yeah, always a good watch on on Disney+. Plus. What else have I watched? So I'm going to throw up a controversial opinion here. So <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, two episodes are now available. Yeah. I've watched them. The action is brilliant but I feel like I've been misadvertised with it. Oh, really? I'll tell you why. Because the episodes are 45 minutes long. There is not 45 minutes of episode. There's like 25 minutes, and then there's like a two-minute intro and a four-minute outro and at least seven minutes of credits. (laughs) So it's like they've set it up to pad it out for like an hour on live TV. But actually, mm-hmm. it's the same length as WandaVision. No, like they're, they're, it's like WandaVision is like 25 minutes. It's it, not. Is. it is. Nothing happens. Like There's one really awesome fight scene, the and then there's some talking. Credits. And then I'm like, it's going to end. And then it's just credits. The credits <laughs> The credits on last episode finished at 42 minutes is when the credits started. Because I checked. Okay. Well, <laughs> my perception <laughs> is I'm being robbed. It feels like there's just too much credit. No, that's... There was at least seven minutes of credits because I skipped through them to yeah. check there wasn't a scene at the end. There they were after the 42-minute mark. Mm. Like to, mate, I looked at it because... I, cause the I won't said, quote it because I didn't, one, I didn't look at the time. Oh, boys, just... boys, I'm not going to have to stand between you again. We're not going to have Barney. Right? Fine. 
But that's my opinion anyway. That said, though, brilliant show. The action is fantastic on it. I'm loving where that's going. Every episode leaves me wanting more. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, it, I haven't, watched, I haven't watched episode two yet. I need to I need to get on that. I'll get on to tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's more I've really the enjoyed brilliantness the first episode. With, yeah. a, with a star-spangled man spin to it. There we go. <laughs> that's in the synopsis, so I'm not giving anything away in case nice. you're wondering. So yeah, that's kind of been my TV watching there. I, actually, no, that's not true. Um, I watched some more Sword Art Online, and I thought I'd readdress this, because last week Ratley turned it into a discussion about tentacle porn, which basically undermined every conversation we could have had that week about it. <laughs> but I thought I'd readdress that, just in terms of as gamers, because the premise of that show is that they basically have invented VR MMO tech. So mm. you put the thing on your head, it drops you into a virtual world, and you move around like you would move around in like the real Ready world. Like Ready Player One. Like Ready Way Plum, player one, but the next stage. So in that, they're still moving their arms. <laughs> Ready Player One. One, yeah. Lost my words there. I thought it was Ready Ray Plum. plum. <laughs> that was the best remix of that title ever. <laughs> player One Ready? What? <laughs> yeah, it's like that, but the next level. Because in Ready Player One, they wear suits, they're you know conscious in it, they're moving their arms and legs, they're running around on treadmills. Mm. In that, you just lay on a bed, you pop your headset on, and you don't move. Oh, it's like and straight it complete, into the brain. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it, it directly connects to your brain. Mm. And then it's like it imprints on your brain. So the sense of touch and movement and feeling is all in there. Mm. And the whole premise is that the, this genius, Kayaba Akio or something his name was, invented this. And he invents a game called Sword Art Online. And it's the first game that takes kind of full use of this full dive tech where you're completely unconscious in it. And uh, he gets 10,000 players into the game as the, the first people in there. And there's no logout button. And he traps them in the game for two years. And if they die in the game, they die in the real world. Nice. So it's like oh, a, yeah. it's like Saw then. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's like that. But I mean, obviously, there's more seasons. That's like the first season. There's so many questions. Season. Yeah, many questions. But I mean, as gamers, I think that's a really interesting premise. Like you know, both me and Craig have VR headsets. You know, we think VR is fantastic. There's definitely a future in VR gaming. That's like almost like the end point of VR gaming where you're physically diving into the game and what you what you would you would move around like you would do in the real mm. world but it's a virtual world. Yeah. That's crazy man. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean I can't it? I can't help but feel there's also an advert for not pre-ordering a game so you wait for the reviews when the reviews go there's no logout button we're <laughs> all going to die. Like that's 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 the review you want to read first, right? <laughs> that's the review that Craig's been reading every time. Look what happened with Avengers and Left Alive. And uh, does nobody notice in the real world that these two thousand players are permanently logged into this game? Yeah, and they the bank, I mean, why did they not die in the real world? Because their bodies would starve and die of dehydration. Yeah. Are they? Do they put them on IV or? Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they literally. Surely. After about four days, like obviously they're realizing that people are dying in the headsets when they're taking them off, so they stop taking the headsets off people, and then they have to move them all into hospitals mm. and put them on IV drips and oh, stuff. They and... Thought of everything. Look. Yeah, yeah. It happens. That's yeah. that's exactly what happens Don't in the story. They all get moved, yeah. and there's a bit in there where, like, after about two weeks into the game, loads of people start passing out, but not logging out. Where they're being moved to mm. hospitals, and they're on life support in like mm. ambulances and things. Mm. Well, it's like it, you know, effectively, what you see or what our reality is, electrical impulses in our brain, isn't it? So something like mm. that isn't. I guess it's science fiction at the moment, but the amount it's of things all a stimulation. That's it. The amount of things that are real that, that are real now, you know, mobile phones and things, you know, that 40, 50 years ago, people have gone, not a chance. You know, even 20 years ago, if you'd have said, Oh, I can sit and watch the entire collection of a TV show on my f tiny little mobile screen, 
just out in the middle of nowhere, people have thought you're insane, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. and technology's moving at a pace, so let's just hope I, when that I, does come I, around, we can log out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, whenever... Don't worry, boys, I'll test it first. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know, so, and if I'm not the guinea pig next yeah. week, yeah. Um, come and save me. Yeah. <laughs> log that, in and that, save me. <laughs> We've got to complete the game. To... I always come back to, my dad was a little bit older than most people. For my generation, I had quite an old dad. And he would always tell me the story of when colour TV was first a thing. Mm. Um, it wasn't something that, that obviously, like we take colour TV for granted, right? We have these massive widescreen TVs, everything like that. But um, he was saying like they actually went and took a trip to London to go and to go and see a colour TV in the shop windows on <laughs> Oxford Street. And apparently they all stood there and he was like, he would tell me they stood there and were like, oh my God, look at the colours, it's so lifelike. And he said to me, he goes, and you look back at it in your mind and you go, it was rubbish. There was barely any colour in it. It was completely washed out. But it was so mind-blowing to yeah. perceive at the time, yeah. you know, that, um, you know, it was it was crazy. I mean, I worked in a fast-moving tech industry for years in the mobile industry. And I remember the first colour screen mobile came out. It had 16 colour, no, 64 colour screen. And everyone was going nuts. Yeah. And uh, it was like, colour screen, oh, my God, because we come from monochrome screens. And now you look at it, and I've got a, I've, I've got a phone that folds in half yeah. with a massive colour screen in the middle of it, you know, a 2K colour screen in the middle of my phone that I can literally fold in two. Yeah. You know, this kind of stuff would have blown my dad's mind, you know. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think where we're going to go with it? I and just... I, you can imagine, like, you know, I don't know, wearing a T-shirt with a screen effectively in the material, you know, this is, uh, we're not far off that with foldable displays and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm, you know, you can, you can change your t-shirt to have whatever logo you want on it for that day. <laughs> yeah, man. We can all walk around thing. advertising for big corporations and get paid for it. That's it. There you yeah, go. Look, yeah, walking billboards. <laughs> Great stuff. I was say, this was, this was close to the conversation I wanted to have last week, but it got derailed. So uh, good work, boys, for staying on topic. I appreciate that. <laughs> and let's keep it there. Um, <laughs> we don't want to derail it again and particularly don't want to go on to that other subject that will not be mentioned yeah, let's, again. Let's, let's, let's move on so, to the gaming oh, side Alan. this week, shall we? Right. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. Mr. Ratley. Gaming side. Gaming. Gaming <laughs> this week. Oh, oh sorry. Phil's, finished. Phil's not finished. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I haven't. It's gaming. I want to talk about gaming because it's been a good week for Game Pass this week mm -hmm. as well. So I downloaded, well, one was a Game Pass, one was a free trial for the weekend, so a couple of games I was playing. First thing on Game Pass, Octopath Traveler. Mm -hmm. uh, what a yeah. brilliant little game, actually. You know what? I saw it on Steam as a, like, would you be interested in this? It's coming out in, like, three or four months. And I had it on my wish list, and I thought, I'd like to give that a go, because it's Square Enix, and they do all the Final Fantasy. I tend to like them. But I don't really like pixel art stuff, because I think they've just been lazy, and they could have made it look better. But we won't go into that because I'm sure I'll get panned on it. Oh, Phil, <laughs> but Phil's Phil's all about like if Phil made a game. If Phil made a game, it would be the most <laughs> lifelike graphics ever. He would be the best game designer in the world. He's fantastic at game design. It's the Donald Trump of game design over here. <laughs> <laughs> I will build that wall, and it will be so realistic they'll pay for it. They want graphics. I'll give them 400 frames a second. <laughs> anyway, yes, Phil, go um, on. pixel art. <laughs> But yeah, that was pixel art. But you know what? I thought the the design of that, that three-dimensional style pixel art, I thought that, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to play a pixel art game, that's the one. That looks really cool. So actually, you know, I jumped in and I played the first character through and then I've just played through and found a second character and I'm playing through their little story arc. That was really good, actually. I like it. I like the little, you know, you buy your gear, you level up, you level up your stats, you unlock skills. 
yeah, yeah. It's, just it's been rated old... quite highly I think because it was mm. on the Switch say, first heard... yeah and yeah, um, got some... again it's not my type of thing I don't mean to cut in here but because I would have said it before but I might as well mention it now because I've been playing it as well and I totally agree with you it's not normally my type of thing because it is effectively a JRPG a you know Final Fantasy-esque type thing but it's mm. not so cutesy as Final Fantasy it's a bit um, a bit different in the way they've done it um, but yeah really quite interesting and the, definitely the draw for me was that kind of the 2D pixel art almost like a kind of a pop-up book you know when you get them pop-up books you open yeah. up and all of the scenery would pop out it's kind of like it that the way you play it and it's really interesting it looks it's like a combat system as well yeah. it looks like a really upmarket like play you know where you've got like the pop-up bush at the front and the actors are behind it and then there's another scene behind Except that it's a cheap rubbish graphics yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pixel art graphics. Who would, who would do that? Lazy developers. Yeah. That's but you know what? I, I would highly recommend it, especially since it's on Game Pass, so it's free to check out. Because yeah. I was thinking about checking out on PC, so that was just a win for me. I saved myself twenty five yeah. quid. So and especially for what we've done for you this week, because we knew we were going to talk. You were going to talk about pixel art graphics. Is we've put Ratley in pixel art today. So uh, he's uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he's having a little <laughs> single issue today. Art, yeah, yeah, a little he does, bit. He does <laughs> shuffle in and out, doesn't he? It's great. Yeah, no. just so you can see the difference. We're using retro graphics. Didn't you play uh, retro graphics well, this week? Yeah. Hmm? Didn't you play some Need for Speed Hot Pursuit as well this Well, that week, was going to be my last point yeah. I was going to shuffle in quickly. Yeah. So me and Craig had a couple of evenings where we played Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Mm. And you can tell it's a 360 game, but we did have quite a lot of fun because unlike every other kind of Need for Speed game where you're out running the police in this one, you've got weapons. Mm. You can drop spiker strips out of the back of your car to stitch up the police or Craig when he's about to catch me. Uh, and you've got EMPs to stun like the other cars to, to cause them to spin out, or the cops if they're ahead of you. Um, you've got like a little turbo button on there, which feels like you've just gone into warp speed. It's got some really cool little extras yeah. in there that I really enjoyed. Um, and me and Craig just rotated around. Well, one played the uh, the racer, one played the cop, and then we sort mm. of rotated it back and forward. So we had quite good fun with that. Yeah, it's lots of just Craig's big a wily open. one. <laughs> Big open straight roads, just hammering it down there. And I think it'd be because you can have 4v4. So I think it'd be really good if you could get a whole lobby full of mates playing, you know, four races, four cops or whatever. Um, it's, uh, yeah, but it's, no, it's a really, really good laugh. You've got to kind of basically just outrun out of a, a radius from the copper, um, or the copper's got to smash into you and take all your health out. The copper is slightly faster than the racer. So you can never truly, really get away unless the copper smashes into um, um, like a, intersection or something which both of us did on multiple occasions yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that was good fun you know so it's some old school fun i think almost mm. and it kind of qualifies for that because the game is something like 2006 2007 the original yeah. so and it's on free yeah. free free play days for the whole weekend i believe so i think it's yeah yeah finishes i think it's monday. free till monday evening yeah i think it's monday evening it finishes cool yeah i mean so. it's quite a small download as well what 20 gigs so yeah. you know you can churn for it quite quickly but mm. yeah cool. like a little look and <laughs> definitely for the multiplayer yeah. And that's it. That's my week. I told you, buckle in. It was quite a lot to talk about. But yeah, nice. Good cool. week. I've enjoyed good it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, mine's going to be relatively short. I'm going to jump in in front of you, Ratley, just because I was going to go along the car theme that seems to be very themed throughout this <laughs> um, so far. And um, so we had F1 and we had Need for Speed. We've had that show on Disney Plus. And I, for some reason, I'm not even sure why I just got the urge to watch it. But um, I've been watching all of the Fast and the Furious films this week. <laughs> Family, yeah, family. Um, so I'm up. To, I've just this afternoon watched Fast and the Furious Eight. Um, is the one I've just watched, and um, that is by far. Oh, so I mean, they've always been far fetched. They're not really based in reality. They're just a bit of fun, but they have got progressive. Really, they're not based in reality. No, they're really not. Alan, I hate to break it to you, mate. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I thought that's how all Americans drove. Yeah. I definitely remember seeing on CNN news about a guy driving a Lycan Hypersport across the towers in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that was, was number seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, he jumped from one building to another building to another building, yeah. But yeah. like in this one, they're just like, they've got the main character is in like a, uh, like kind of a muscle car and all the others have like gone around him and like fired harpoons into his car and they're all like kind of pulling the car to stop him from going. But because he's a tough guy, his car's tough too. And his car, when he revs it, he can pull it and he, he revs it so hard that he pulls the door off one car and then he reverses and two cars flip up in the air and smash into each other. It is just ridiculous. But having said that, it's quite good fun. Um, and oh, that's why I wanted to watch them because uh, I've got that Now TV subscription <laughs> from watching Justice yep. League. Um, and I saw Hobbs and Shaw on there. I was like, oh, I want to watch that. I'm going to watch all the other ones first, forgetting what a <laughs> marathon it was to go through all the rest of them. So, where, where are you watching them? Do you have the DVDs? So, I watched most of them on Now TV and then I've watched Fast and Furious 8 on Apple TV. Uh, so uh, yeah, got the, uh, got the upgrade to 4K on that one, eh, Craig? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, no, that's I've just been doing that, and obviously played a bit of uh, Need for Speed, a bit of Elder Scrolls, and a bit of Octopath Traveler. Um, other than that, I've not really dipped into anything else. But yeah, so mine's short and sweet. But I'll move over to Mr. Ratley Ratster now. What have you been up to, bud? I'm going to completely derail the whole, uh, you know, car theme. I've done nothing car theme this week <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, um, so. Uh, TV-wise, I've just been watching a lot of old, familiar stuff. A few movies we're on for again. Um, I haven't watched any terrible movies this week, which is quite nice. Do but, any um, of their movies have I did cars check in them? out. No. Well, some had cars in, but they weren't the focus of the movie. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I did watch... Oh, yeah, you could tenuously tie it to cars about the travelling band of the uh, Truth Seekers on the um, Amazon Prime. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, you? I watched a bit of it. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that seems like a complete take. Oh, we lost oh, Alan. We've lost Alan. <laughs> Carry on, Ratley. It seemed like something. I think I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll tell us in a second. I thought, I thought we'd back. agreed we wouldn't censor Alan if he was about to say something rude. Yeah. <laughs> you mean he's... No, I was just I was just going to say that that there's there's something called the... I think it's it's not... I don't know what it's called, the Truth Seekers, but it, it, it's, it's in Supernatural, and it's basically a, a, cu- a couple of really, really incompetent guys basically go around and actually of course they don't realize that ghosts and that are real and then sam and dean turn up and they're like yeah they really are and and these guys are just useful i can't remember what they were called they weren't called truth seekers but it's very similar Mm. um Uh, i think think that might have been snipped straight out of that for for this but uh i don't know i think yeah well these guys well it starts off with nick nick frost's character totally believes they're real but he's never really had a supernatural encounter um it, 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 there's a lot more to it you have to kind of watch down i won't put any spoilers i will say this it starts after maybe one episode i was a bit like i'm not sure if this is uh, you know it was kind of in that mm, it hasn't and then but it was it was intriguing enough that i wanted to at least give it a little bit more time but it wasn't like something i was like i don't know if i'm going to commit to the whole series by about episode three i was like all right this is going somewhere and mm. then it gets it sort of picks up and it ends really well, I thought. I thought the ending was very cool. See, um, I've only, I'm only about three episodes in, you see. Yeah. And I hadn't gone back to it, so it's worth going back, you reckon, then? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. It's not. It's never going to be one of these series that you'll go and tell everyone that is the best thing. You're, oh, you've got to see this. But if you've got some spare time, it's a fun show. Nick Frost is great in it. Simon Pegg plays a supporting role. He's very good in it. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the way that their story resolves itself is that it's got a nice little, uh, you know unexpected turn or twist here and there you know it's not as mm. cut and dried as it seems there was certainly a moment i went oh that was that was that was okay i like that 
um you know so yeah i, I like it it was it was good uh, i'd recommend a watch i wouldn't like i wouldn't say to everyone oh, you've got to drop what you're doing now and watch truth because it's not that level of good but it's a good solid show you know it's enjoyable i like the one um, in the hotel was good yes yeah yeah, yeah. there's um yeah there's, there's, there's certainly there's um there's, there's some spooky moments also if you like spooky stuff it's good mm. um but it's not like super hardcore horror or so you know horror or spooky or ghost story or anything like yeah. that. it's it's quite fun and tongue-in-cheek most of the time as well um I also, on the gaming side, uh, I dipped my foot into the Avengers this week. And I know Craig knows about this because we've had a discussion. Um, and I'm not far into it at all. I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I'm currently at this point where I'm like, I'm not sure I want to play any more of this game. Um, uh, so, I mean, I had a free copy, so it, it was kind of rude not to. And I've always said I wanted to have at least a, po- a point of reference and education. So I know why I don't like this game. I've played it. I've tried it. Or I, why I love this game, you know, um, and Avengers is just well. I mean, everything that's been said about the Avengers is everything I would say about the Avengers. Basically, like it's a game of two halves, isn't it? That, that, yeah, it, the, the, <laughs> the game is beautiful. There's no denying it looks great. Some of the facial animation uh, and character work is absolutely stellar. I mean, just absolutely stellar. The um, the voice acting is unbelievably good. Like across the board, everything I've encountered so far has got top-notch voice acting, great delivery. I mean, it was bound crazy. It's bound to be, but you know, sometimes you get great voice actors and they deliver very wooden performances. But that really isn't the case in here. Everyone really commits, really does a great job. Especially the the girl playing Miss um, Marvel, Kamala Khan. She's Kamala Khan, yeah, she's great, um, really great. Um, and then, uh, 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 like, it starts really well. You start getting characters, and then you get to the point where the loot system starts to get involved, and you get the the sort of side missions and the and the like stupid objectives that you have to stand in a spot and defend the spot. And you've got like, and I was playing, I said to Craig, I was playing as the Hulk and it's like this area that's barely bigger than the Hulk. So basically I have to stand there as a basically prone, or, you know, prone target whilst everything just attacks me. While I was trying to kill it before it kills me. It's like, who thought this was fun? <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> at the moment to work out whether you're talking, Ratley, or whether it's my own voice in my head because it's literally <laughs> saying the exact same words. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it really derails what could have been a really fun action mm. adventure game. And it's so frustrating. It, it's just you know, it's it, it's having now played it as well. And I'm not just heard all, every, everyone's opinion. My opinion exactly mirrors theirs, but it's so much more frustrating after having played it because you can see these bones of a really good action adventure game. And I was enjoying it. I was like, wow, I'm enjoying this way more than I thought I would. And then it just derails it so hard. And it sounds so dramatic, uh, melodramatic, but it, when you actually play it, that, that experience is so jarring and so mm. disheartening. It's just like, why would you do this? It's a huge disappointment. You know, yeah. such a shame. Mm. Such a shame. It really is. Um, and I'm not the biggest Marvel or Avengers fan, but I was really enjoying the game. And then it just, and and it's relatively early on that it throws this at you and, and derails it. And you just think, God, how much of this am I going to have to grind through to get to, you know, see the story and the fun bit and everything I'm here, the reasons I'm here, you know? So yeah, very disappointing. Um, very sad, but you know, it, it is what it is and I can't change that. And then the other thing I've done this week is play a lot more Sea of Thieves. Been really enjoying that of late um you know uh it, you know great great fun little game although a little bit marred earlier in the week we had a, a, ru- a running with some really toxic people on there just hot mic in and stuff which is just they were using some like i mean as i said i don't I, i'm not i'm not offended by people using harsh language at me in a game or calling me names i don't care but on a game like sea of thieves 
do you really want to roll up on someone and start using like excessive profanity mm. right because it's like there's probably gonna be kids on this game mm. and, yeah, and i think that's really outright avoid but thankfully we we, they, were, they were kind enough to say it to us and we were oh well guess you're getting a report to microsoft and getting banned then aren't you mate what a shame that is you know it was like yeah, instantly got the reports through and got yeah. the action taken so yeah credit to microsoft but i mean like love, but i do love that game i've been enjoying it. we just played today me and um me and phil weeks we did a uh, couple of vaults because there's an event on for the gold hoarders so vaults um very very easy we did one session completed all the quests got the cosmetics but they're fun. The vaults are good. It's just a really fun game. I like that game a lot. It's come mm. such a long way since yeah. launch as well. Like that is one of the few real successes as games of a service where the the long term plan has played out and well and, and has given them a much better, fuller game. Mm. And they haven't ever really had to reboot Sea of Thieves. They've just gone, we're just adding and adding and adding and adding. Yeah. They made a so great base for it, didn't they? A really good because mm. the game was fantastic when it launched. It was just the lack of things to do that people yeah. a lot of people yeah. just like, oh, I'm kind of bored now. I've, I've done my bit and it's and a lot mm-hmm. of people would just jump in for a quick session just to go for a sale. And that was all it needed was that 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 meaty content that they really mm-hmm. started when the was it the two tra- um Tales, Tall Tales? Is it called Tall, Tall Tales? Tales was the first big the thing. First, I didn't really yeah. jump in then, but mm. Tall Tales were a big thing. And then, yeah, it's got more and more. But there's just so much more, like, in terms of activity. I said, I did say this to Phil, my only one complaint about Sea of Thieves is this. When you start getting to high level, like, we were doing certain quests, and they just take so long. So to have a quick jump in, jump out session, it's not really a game for that. You have to kind of go, we're going to be here for two or three hours. Mm. Because, you know, because it takes so long to get from A to B in Sea of Thieves, yeah. which is also part of its charm and part of its... It's brilliant, but by the same token, you know things can get derailed fast with like encounters where you're PvPing and stuff. So, what should take you 20 minutes can take you two hours, you know, and so forth. But you know, it is it is a really solid game, and I really enjoy it now. So yeah, that's that's been my week basically. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, just cool. to, I, I, I googled it, so I was just going to the Truth Seekers. It's the Ghost Faces in Supernatural, ah, and okay. it's actually it's actually listed as being based on that. So okay. uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's I say yeah, I say the, the beginning of it, like I say, if it, that's, like you said, they don't don't they don't realize ghosts are real. Nick Nick yeah. Pe- Nick Frost character definitely believes that supernatural is real, but all the almost everyone else around him doesn't. Essentially, you know, like his yeah. partner doesn't doesn't think so. It's it's definitely a, a great watch. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I say. I say. Good stuff. Cool. Right. Well, thanks for that, guys. Nice to see what you've been up to this week. Um, So let's move on to what's been uh, happening in the wider world, not just in our universes. (laughs) Uh, So the first thing I want to go through was uh, the ID at Xbox Showcase rundown. So obviously we've had that, uh, what, yesterday? Friday, I believe it was. Yeah, Yeah, so, um, yeah, Microsoft um, had uh, 80-odd developers showing um, various different titles. Um, So absolutely bucket loads of stuff um, they've been talking about a lot of it new some of it we've already heard of um, and also announcement with 23 titles coming to game pass on day one um so first of all just i was going to just list off the ones that are coming to game pass day one um and then i wanted to go to you guys and kind of see what your highlights were throughout it i know alan's got seen some really great jrpgs he wants to talk about anyway we'll get to that um <laughs> yeah. um so the list we had for these are all day one game pass games we've got um art of the rally um, Astria Ascending, Among Us, Backbone, Boyfriend Dungeon, Craftopia, Dead Static Drive, Edge of Eternity, Hello Neighbor 2, Library of Ruiner, uh, Little Witch in the Woods, Moonglow Bay, Narita Boy, Nobody Saves the World, Omno, 
uh, Recompile, Sable, Second Extinction, The Dreams Elsewhere, Stalker 2, The Ascent, Undungeon, Way to the Woods, and Wild at Heart. So that's a huge list, and that's all for 2021 mm. um, of games that are coming day one to Game Pass. And I think personally there's some really interesting looking games in there but like i say i want to go to you guys and get a bit of an idea um what tickled your fancy so uh, i think i've kind of reversed the order i'm going to go straight back to ratley and uh, anything that's really tickled your fancy on that list i know one that's definitely tickled your fancy yeah yeah you know exactly the first one i'm gonna to go to which is the one that's been ever since the first reveal of it i've been like i want to play that that looks great which is the ascent yeah. i think that looks fantastic oh, and i'm pretty sure all of us in here are excited for the ascent um, is it is it only three player though because I, I was looking four, four, yeah four because when they were showing the pictures for it, it's got like three characters, and I'm thinking, oh no, don't yeah. be three player. Four that's player. Really, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, we, we need to have a run through that as a team at some point, yeah. boys. But yeah, the um, I, I really like the ascent, like uh, in terms of the aesthetic, everything like that. And they were talking about like in a very cyberpunky way because it's got that cyberpunk uh, aesthetic. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think I think like they were drawing some comparisons. I'm like, yep, absolutely. Everything about this is is just ticking boxes for me. I'm just mm. really excited to play it. I have been since the announcement. The new trailer did wonders for me yeah. um there are a couple of others that i really thought looked cool as well like i um, i really thought art of the rally looked interesting mm. not big into driving games but i thought that was like unique enough that i love the art style in it as well although phil will probably say it's lazy <laughs> and uh, rubbish even though it's not pixel art you know it's not you know photo realistic yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't even that didn't even look like that what that ford rally 2000 and the uh long, the quattro the audi quattro in there uh, you know i mean it's just, i had to guess you know i had to use my car knowledge to figure it out I'm kidding it, it, there are some times when that art style works and i, I would consider that kind of cell shaded more than pixel art yeah i'm messing man. i'm messing i was messing it's just not like, photorealistic no, I, I did think it looked interesting though no. that looks like a good um, party game to me i like the look of that it, it looked like just a really chill racing game as well like i i, I think with, with, with racing games i definitely err on the more fun side like i miss project gotham mm. project gotham was always my favorite racer um but yeah um other ones that i really like look of hello neighbor 2 interests me i dabbled in hello neighbor it never really grabbed me but you know it's certainly an interesting concept mm -hmm. nobody saves the world i thought looked fantastic uh great pedigree that studio guacamole was a uh, guacamole was sorry was very very good um so very excited to, to give that a go that certainly seemed like a, a thing i could get behind stalker 2 i'm kind of like intrigued but i'm not sure i'm necessarily stole, sold on yet and then the other one uh, I really like the look of, obviously, and I'm looking forward to playing is Among Us because mm. we all know how good Among Us is. So oh, I'm looking mate, forward yeah. to more of that, like more, uh, yeah, more accessible for most of my friends. This, but yeah, but definitely the Ascent is the highlight for me. That's one I've been looking forward to. That's actually one of my Xbox Series X highlights. And I think both me and you, when we did our most anticipated titles of next year, I chose not to mention it. I went for Outriders. And the other option I had was the Ascent, yeah. Craig. And I know that you said the Ascent was your most anticipated. And I was like, yeah, you know, it was my other choice. Yeah. So I'm super pumped for the Ascent. Great that it's going to be on Game Pass, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I mean, there's so much value here, isn't there? Oh, mm. I, one other actually, just actually, Moon Glow Bay. Mm. I remember I, I wasn't like the first half of their presentation at their thing. I was like, this really doesn't seem like my cup of tea. And then they dropped a little tidbit about the story in there. And I went, oh, well done. I'm interested. Yeah, right. That's that's quite quite nice. I'm still not sure it's fully my game, but the story had a nice little sort of thing in there. I went, oh, you know, I could I could maybe explore that a bit. And I like I like the pixel art graphic style. Mm -hmm. Um uh, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> you know. And there was oh, there was one other, but I don't think it's on here that was it's not on this list. There was one other which um isn't on this list from the showcase though, which was 
uh, Song of Iron, I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, and that was one yeah, I really I liked the look of. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a an ex Epic developer, I think. If memory serves. Mm. He went he went solo to make his game because that's one guy making that, mm. like, which is which is crazy. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was that was my highlight, but definitely the ascent, um, Moon Guy Bay, and uh, nobody saves the world was probably a definite highlight for me. Mm. Definitely yeah. the one I was I think very unaware of. Um, which I thought looked really cool. Yeah, and there was another one with the crow, which looked fun, but I can't remember. Oh what yeah, that was the crow who's it. got a sword. Yeah, that looked really mad. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was the was that De- no, that was backbone, wasn't it? No, that's no, a different one. No, dead, no, death, something. death, something. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Death. It was death something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it, so, it looked it looked like it could be quite like fun. Um, but it might have been that. Was that? Death House, maybe. Yeah, it might have been. So... Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. The Crow one, whichever one that was, mm. uh, looked looked like it could be kind of fun. To be fair, there was so Death much in War. here mm. that it was it was kind of getting battered with content after a while. I was just like, right, which one am I going to... Yeah, how, you know, yeah. you yeah. get a bit bit buried under it. Um, very impressive showing. For Xbox haven't got any games, though, mate. So uh, Obviously, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I have to say that, that it was a really great showcase for indie titles as well, like... Mm. Oh, the, that Mecha Assault one, or whether there was an Exo Mecha, that was the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, quite yeah. Fun. Mm. Just um, like, I won't, yeah. I won't say, do, <laughs> yeah, like, I won't go too far into it, but yeah, that's like my number one, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, think Phil, yeah. I, I, I don't want to go too far into it because I figured Phil will probably have a bit of a, uh, a bit of a moment about that one, but um, oh, that kicked off the whole thing, didn't it? And I have to say, like, it just got me thinking, like, at that point, I was like, Geez, do you remember when indie games were just literally like these real basic side-scrolling platform games, or well, yeah, they were like they felt like like two generations ago was the was the quality. And whilst that 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 XMaker kicked off, I was like, these have come on a long way, haven't they? Indie games, you know, mm-hmm. like the the stuff that indie um, studios can make. Bright Memory as well. Do you remember the demo of Bright Memory? Yeah, when they were yeah. demoing that, I was like, that's one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one thing though. A, another game that I noticed on that list that I wrote down, just out of curiosity. Did you guys watch the one for Void Train? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That game looks insane. That's the complete opposite end of the scale. Where what you've realised is technology is now so easy to make a game. I don't want to degrade like the the value there, but people are just making stuff that is absolutely bonkers. I mean, that <laughs> went from what I thought was a game where you were building a train. As a, like you were just designing this train, and all of a sudden, it's then going through a portal to a different world. Mm. And then the guy's got a six shooting revolver, and it's the <laughs> Wild West. And then the next one, he's swimming through the air, and he's got a rope tied to his train, and he's got his six shooter shooting rocks. I'm like, whose mind came up yeah. with this game? Like, but what is going on in this director's head? It's so like, mental that the concepts can become reality so easily now, isn't it? You know, like yeah, um, limits your imagination. I say it's just yeah, yeah. It's the... great to say because, like, I, I always think back to the Portal example. Portal was like a group of students, wasn't it? And just an idea, and they had help making that idea. Now, nowadays, they wouldn't need that that big studio support to make the game look that good. You could mm. just literally have a group of students make a Portal, which is yeah. incredible. And, I mean, and with things like Unreal Engine, you know these the. Uh, small yeah. developers they don't have to pay for the engine they get the engine for yeah. free and they can just do like a profit share system at the end of it if the if their game makes enough money yeah. which again is a fantastic you know a powerful engine like unreal you know that's mm-hmm. that, before that would only you know top end stuff would only have been you know available for you know studios that could invest the millions of pounds into them that they'd need you know yeah it's absolutely incredible and and and, and props to it was really nice to hear the guy from xbox talk about the support xbox give and help these new developers 
yeah, get their first game published and get out there and things. I think they said there was it's that it was over a billion dollars been made by indie developers on Xbox over the past two years or something mm-hmm. crazy. I was like, that's that's a great start, and not just for Xbox blowing their trumpet, but like just in terms of helping people do what they want to do and achieve things and, and that. It's great, good to see. A, a really great showcase overall. Uh, like I say, few real standouts for me, but the Ascent is the big one. I'm mm. so so excited for the Ascent. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I think a big takeaway from me, you know, without going into mine straight off the bat, is um, the fact that you've got 23 of these titles literally day one. If you're a subscriber, you know, even if you go, eh, that looks quite interesting, you may not necessarily have gone, that's worth me spanking 15 quid or 20 quid on it because I'm not sure. It's like having it's like having a demo that never finishes. You just go, mm. oh, heck, you know, and plus a lot of these games will be relatively small, so they won't take a long time to download. You know, stick them on, have a bit of a blast and see what you think. You, and you don't mind then going, oh, I stuck a couple of hours in. You know what? It's not my thing. I'm just going to delete it and move on to something else rather than then feeling a bit resentful. Like, I really should finish this game because I spent the money on it, but I don't really like it. That's a horrible place to be in. You end up, you know, you're playing a game for the totally the wrong reason. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. just fantastic, really. Um, yeah, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Allen, we'll go on to you, my friend. So, tell us about all those wonderful JRPGs you saw. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> you know, I, good move to leave I, I, me I to- after him. <laughs> I, I totally agree with what Ratley was saying. I think it's absolutely fantastic, you know, that there's all this, this support coming from Xbox for these indie developers that give you this, that, that, that give the, you know, the, the customers so so much choice mm-hmm. uh, and so much variety in, in the type of games that are available to them. Upon saying that, I'm, I'm afraid I am definitely one of those people that it has to have something really special or something that really jumps out at me for, for me to try it. Um, I do tend to play games and I play them for a long period of time, as we've discussed before. Things like Ark and Terraria, I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours in those games. And I don't generally kind of jump from small in detail to small in detail. And and just recently, I, you know, I would say I don't normally play those sorts of titles, but I've just been tempted by Curse of the Dead Gods, which I've absolutely loved um, and just bought off the back of a single advert that jumped out at me in between YouTube videos. And I was like, wow, that looks interesting. Um, I looked through a lot of these games and, and not a lot of them really jumped out on me, if I'm really honest. Um, I mean, Ascent, of course, uh, a massive, massive Diablo fan. Um, we were joking about that earlier on. Was that how, many, how many? I think it's a hundred and half a million monsters I've killed in half Diablo. Half a million monsters, yeah. And I think <laughs> yeah, you had yeah, over 500,000. Half a billion gold or something like that yeah half a billion gold over (laughs) half a billion gold yeah so you know which is still still small compared to bruce studley an old friend of ours who's on something like about three billion or something but about 130 billion i think yeah 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 (laughs) i I mean i've I've still played it a ridiculous amount of time so looking at a a, you know a kind of cyberpunk type of diablo although looking at the i think i was about six minutes of gameplay on the ign channel mm. um i watched that it, it it kind of looks similar but kind of feels like it plays slightly differently seems mm. a bit heavier you don't have hordes of creatures running at you but the same sort of concept so i'm interested to get my hands on that one definitely um stalker 2 i mean i've seen some tech demos for that which looks very 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 tasty mm. 
However, the actual gameplay itself, I never dabbled in the in the first title, so I don't yeah. really have any basis for mm. comparison. Yeah, Phil might be able to go. For, I think Phil yeah. played that before, so when he goes around to his turn, he might be able to tell us a little bit about the first one. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. But from a graphical standpoint, I'm like, whoa. That's that's shiny. I, I like shiny. Um, I'm the kind only, of keeping my eyes on that. Only concern I got with that is they're saying it's released this year, and they still haven't really shown a lot. They're showing like character yeah. models and like a very brief yeah, and like, like gun skins and stuff like that. Year, and you're thinking, really? I'm a little <laughs> yeah, worried exactly. it might just be a tech demo <laughs> <laughs> and not an actual game. <laughs> also, uh, quite interested in uh, Among Us because we played that on the mobile, but we've not played that on the Xbox. Mm. So I'm, I'm quite excited. I think we, we we need to definitely get some of that for the for the pod, yeah. um, some uh, Among Us gameplay for us guys because I think that would be quite hilarious. Um, I watch a channel called Neebs Gaming and they do a lot, but they animate all the meetings, which is very hilarious and absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, but it's a great fun game. So I'm very excited to see that. There were a couple that weren't on the top of that on that top like 25 list, which I'd just like to mention. So um, there's this uh, the uh, Rust console edition. <laughs> I <laughs> so I want to mention this because uh, a few years ago I did have a PC and um, I, I played Rust. And it's a wonder that I'm still here that I didn't top myself because that is the most <laughs> annoying most horrific survival <laughs> game I've ever played. Oh. To give you some synopsis gonna, of how I'm just going to pause goes. you just for a second there, because yeah. we've just had we've got a viewer jumped into the room, so I just wanted to say hello to whoever you are, and feel free to pop something in the chat wow. if you want to. So, uh, hello, yeah. viewer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Anyway, carry uh, on. But yeah, I was talking about Rust. So, so to give you a small synopsis of how my play experience of Rust essentially went. Spawn, walk about, get killed. Spawn, get killed. <laughs> Spawn, get killed. Spawn, walk around, find something else other than a rock, think you're onto something, get killed. Spawn, build a small structure, bloke from fire with a sniper rifle, you're dead, you get killed. You finally, after three weeks of playing religiously and dying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, finally manage to get to a level where you think you can build a structure where you can protect yourself, bearing in mind it's still running while you're offline, and every single time you've logged in, Every day for the past three weeks, the only sight you've seen upon logging in isn't the confines of your nice house you built, but is a view of the sea as you wake up on the beach because you've been killed <laughs> again. And after three weeks, you finally built a structure that's got a lock on the door. It's made out of metal. You're fairly sure it's secure. You log on the next day, and the first thing you see is the goddamn beach. <laughs> and at so that what point, you're I turned that, that game off. And I said, I'm never, ever going to play Rust again. This is not good for my sanity. This game hates me. I think if you play with a group of people, yeah. you get a slightly better experience. But as a single player, I have to say, I've played on Ark PvP. Mm -hmm. and, and that scarred me a little. But nothing, nothing compared to Rust it's a troll's paradise me as a gamer. So it basically really is a troll's paradise. Beaten, robbed and killed every day for three weeks. Yeah. And yeah, you, basically, until I, until I shouldn't do <laughs> you paid for the privilege, yeah. It's like <laughs> turning on a game and having... I mean, don't get me wrong. I At the time when I was playing it, I didn't really understand about roguelike game. Mm. So I suppose you could use that analogy that it's really a rogue roguelike game, except for you don't keep your stats. Mm. So you basically just die and start at the beginning every single time you turn it on, and it's just how far you... Oh, look, I've managed to build a house with four walls and a ceiling. Oh, well, I'll be building that again tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean... I, 
maybe uh, some members of our audience can say different, but I personally had an absolutely horrific experience. And the other game I wanted to mention was, uh, which actually is on the list uh, for this year, is Craftopia. Mm. Um, and uh, when I first saw the, the trailer for it, I was kind of like, oh, here we go, another JRPG. Um, I have to say, it looks very, very ambitious. I mean, yes, it's definitely got that that Japanese sort of like outlook and view as far as the game sort of like and the and the sort of world but i mean we i mean i wrote down here some things that are like i saw in the trailer pokemon balls uh animations on uh, oh wait a minute um dragons farming tanks cars fighting dungeons planes skeletons elephants mining multi i mean all things you put them all in one sentence and you're like what were these people thinking <laughs> it's like but uh, Mate, i mean it's like void train I, all over again yeah but it just edits the contents look, of their mind. But I love you the can actually that game put an well. elephant in a treadmill to generate electricity. But it's <laughs> like it looks like they're really thinking big and really thinking outside the box and really trying to add. It is essentially a game that I should like because it's a survival game uh, and it's got like you know crafting and building stuff, which are the two things that I really like. But I'm not sure whether it's too Japanesey for my taste, and and I'm not sure where that's going to take. And the last one I want to talk about is uh, actually Dead Static Drive, mm. which it, which in the in the words of the protagonist in the game, groovy. Yeah, because it, it, it that seems what be what they said the most. I think the best description somebody said was that it was basically um, a, a survival horror in the theme of state of decay. But again, it's got some lovely cell shaded graphics, um, and it looks really interesting. I think it's in very early days. It's in alpha, isn't it? But mm. but and I think they've got quite a ways to go. But it certainly sort of piqued my interest because I'm a big fan of of state of decay. So I thought that that was one to definitely watch. Mm, good stuff mate yeah i, th I think the uh yeah so again a lot of those ones i saw looked looked really really good so yeah you don't really pick some of mine is there um mr phil mr phil go for it my so man. there's going to be a little bit of overlap but not too much but mm. firstly the game of games i'm confident the highest grossing game on that list Lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I saw that. That looks oh, my so God. cool. On it like a car. On it. Who either don't own a house or live in town, or it's too small that you can't have a ride on lawn mower. All of your dreams have come true. It's like, like a truck there simulator. Three different type varieties as well, weren't there? Oh, but the detail, the the, the yeah. zoom in shot of going underneath the mechanism. Oh God! Wow. Do you know what, Phil? Wow. We're saying about how developers can make anything they want now. And there are some developers you go, you can make anything you want. And you chose to make lawnmower yeah. simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever came up with that, it's the kid that sits at the back of the class picking his nose and not paying attention. <laughs> they just gave him the money to do make you know, a game. Do you know what? The first well, wow, guy I mean, he did stood the detail up and said, you know what? I really think we should make a train simulation. Yeah. That probably got laughed out of the development studio. A train sit Really? Mm. What? You want to drive train or the bus simulator? farming simulator so you Say don't that, know but... it mm. could be mowing lawns around town in the lawn mower simulation could be the next big thing yeah maybe maybe i guess that's quite good thing, i quite like you know, the there's idea people that have like those hornby double o gauge sets and stuff but i have yeah. yet to see a model lawnmower available from scale x trick <laughs> or uh 
I love mowing the lawn. Tonka toys. How about, how about that Lego time? franchise? Because <laughs> that was the big news. That was the big news. A big quick segue here. The 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 uh, the actual um, rights for for Star Trek and Lego have finally been finalised, and we will start to see Star Trek Lego sets. Which Ooh. is which is something that has never been seen before. Mm. Star Wars, of course, loads, but mm. now there's going to be Star Trek. So maybe that's what those developers need to do. Need to get onto Lego, get those Lego lawnmower kits out there. Yeah. That's the way forward, people. Oh mate, that is <laughs> I can see it happening. So I'm, the, I'm just what, imagining the lawn one million. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on from lawnmower simulator. It wasn't the top of the list, but you know, I just wanted to chat with you. So yeah, um, obviously, much like yourselves, I was very excited by the ascent. So I'm not going to talk any more about that. I talked about Void Train because that looks absolutely mental, and I think that just highlights really well, like the, the scope that you can get to with these indie games now. And I thought that game just looked insane. I don't mm. know if I'll ever play it, but I just love the concept of it. <laughs> uh, something I was surprised that you didn't mention, Alan. There was a D and D Dark Alliance in there. Which looked kind Ooh, of like co-op one. dragon hunting, which I thought looked okay. really cool. It looked I missed quite, that one to be fair. It looked quite graphically appealing as well. Like it looked uh, quite high like res. So, yeah. And it, it looked kind of like a kind of open world 3D-esque. So yeah, that looked really cool. So I think we'll probably want to check that out. Mm. Uh you did mention Song of Iron, that side scroller with the barbarian mm. who at some point yeah. gets Thor's hammer and electrocutes people. That looked very cool. Again, mm. like the style of that. Cell shaded, not pixel art, most importantly. So not lazy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, Stalker 2. So yeah, you guys asked me about Stalker 1. So that, it's a bit like a predecessor to Metro, I would have said. Mm. So you walk Ooh. around, you've got your guns, there's like kind of areas that are irradiated that you have to take your, your radiation tablets or you can't go near them and you get irradiated and die, basically, and you have to find kind of resources and trudge your way through Chernobyl, I believe it was, after it all got ready back <laughs> Yeah. But it is it's, genuine, again, right, it's kind of... a genuine way you say it. Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl. 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 <laughs> yes. Um I mean I, I didn't play loads of Stalker, but I played quite a lot when I was younger. I'm back on a Windows ninety eight PC I believe at the time and it's uh, once again it was the prime of graphics I believe mm. at that point in time. So uh Stalker 2 is looking like it's going to carry on that legacy of looking uber pretty, and mm. yet the monsters will be terrifying no matter what they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm quite excited for that. That looked good. Craig as well. won't be playing that one then. I don't know. <laughs> I probably, and I will probably, but it's, I, I'm okay if the games are a bit scary, but you actually, like, like Doom is quite terrifying at points, but you are powerful and you can take these bad boys out. It's when you play games where the monster is unkillable and you have like a stick or something and all you can do is run and scream and hide in a corner so, uh, so have you open have you played the most recent metro metro 2033 yes i have yeah first opening level yeah. where you get chased and you have to yeah yeah it feels yeah. a bit like that doesn't it yeah yeah it was uh, luckily skinny so pants time through that yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool so, yeah that was good obviously we talked about craftopia that looks very mm. interesting as well so mm. things that we didn't talk about uh, in the JRPG front, the Astria Ascending looks very good. I like that. I, ri- I wrote down, fun. written by Kashugi Nojima, who also yeah. wrote Final Fantasy X and the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah. Exactly. Trying to sound knowledgeable there, because, you know... I like it. Good work, Alan. 
I especially liked the I like the art style of that game. I love the detail and all the characters. Like that's a side scroller where they've really gone to town. It makes me think a bit of Streets of Rage actually, where they took it out of that mm. pixely and just made it like super high res and new. Mm. But it had that almost but that asterisk in it almost has that kind of glossed over like it looks like a kind of parchment look to it as well, which yeah. I think is really cool. So I'm very intrigued to dig into that and see what the actual systems running in the background is. It kind of almost had a bit of that octopath travel like you know obviously you equip the weapons and the stats for each of your characters and ability party also maybe think that's probably a phone game at the same time <laughs> who knows so yeah i was very excited for that i'm looking forward to playing that uh also wanted to talk about i'm surprised nobody else mentioned second extinction which looked like left for dead but with dinosaurs mm. that one's it's been it's been it's been yeah. announced several times there's been quite a lot of trailers for it i think and it looks all right yeah it's yeah, my, my my worry is it just looks a little formulaic. But instead of zombies, they put dinosaurs in it. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like, yeah, I don't think it looks bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not that's not to say it looks bad. I just it doesn't excite me in any way right now. I'm in the same. I mean, it yeah. could be, could be completely. I'm completely wrong, and it's a really really fun game, and it's it's way less formulaic than it currently looks. But just right now, it just leaves me a little bit um, <sighs> underwhelmed. Is the best way for that. Meh. Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. It looked that That's way, but I was noise. quite surprised Meh. that you guys, you guys all enjoyed Left 4 Dead. I thought that one would mm. come up. Fair enough. Uh, I've got two more to talk about. So, Last Oasis. Mm-hmm. Again, another game that looks bizarre. Boats with legs. Mm-hmm. Made me think of... um, <laughs> What was that movie where London was a city on wheels? Uh, and it would yeah, Mortal Engines. Mortal, yeah, exactly. It made me think just like that, mm. except you're in a wooden boat stupid trying to crash film. into another wooden yeah. boat. It's, it's a very stupid film. Yeah, it, it looks film. like you can make your own boat. Is that right? What they're saying there, or from what I can see, yeah, you make yeah. your own boat, you customize it, and it also had that dude in the wingsuit flying through the mountains, mm. which looked really cool as well. So it looked like it had some really good open world scope in there, and I'm sure it'll be in similar kind of veins I, like I'll tell um, you what, Conan Exiles and. I'll tell you something for free. I bet you that that the, the captain of the Evergreen is wishing his boat had legs right now. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's, that's, that's got a suck in it. Not only is he stuck there having an extremely long work day, there's a chance he's going to have a very tough conversation when he gets back to head office, isn't there? <laughs> You're responsible for the worst shipping crisis in the last 50 years or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was painful to watch. Yeah. Anyway, Phil, sorry. Yeah. Uh, last two I'm going to talk about quickly. Um, Edge of Eternity, another JRPG. I actually bought that on Steam as early access about two weeks after it launched. So mm. I've invested in the game. So I'm actually really excited mm. to see it's coming to Xbox. I invested in it because it looked super pretty and super jrpg Um I'm less sold on the combat because it's kind of like... um when you do the combat, you start off at one end and the enemy's at the other end, and you have to move between the squares to attack. So like, you can move up to like three squares, and then you get there and you pick your type of attack. Like battle chess. Back. <laughs> yeah, battle chess, but in a JRPG. But the rest of the game looked like it was open world and 3D, and you run around, and it really pretty. So in a bit of two minds about that one. Not so keen mm. on the combat. The game world looks brilliant. So I bought it because mm. I wanted to see what it was like, and now it's coming to Xbox. So I think that's only a good thing. And they were saying they were trying to get more JRPGs over onto this side of it. I think that's a good one to go with. Oh, good. I know you're excited. And finally, (laughs) the game that I'm most excited about is Exomecha. That looked like Titanfall (laughs) and Transformers and 
yeah, planet side, battlefield, oh, and God, crisis, it's... and <laughs> it's like they yeah. mashed everything together and then set it in the year three. It's like they had absolutely no original ideas and took concepts from everybody else and mashed them together to make a game that was totally original. Yeah, <laughs> yet. It's got massive robots fighting in it. And to be fair, yeah, when you saw those two robots kind of having a sword fight with shields and that, it did look pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was kind of like, <laughs> oh look, a generic budget Halo game, yeah. and then like, and then like the big robot shop like, oh, hold on, whoa, 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 <laughs> I feel a little harsh here. And then there was a bit where he, he roped up into the into the helicopter thing, and I was like, all right, that's that's kind of interesting. And then there was like, and then, and then the big dinosaur thing. I was like, what the hell is going on? Is there anything not in this game? You know it was mad, I mean? wasn't it? I love the way they sort of worked up. You're like a dude and you sneak up and stab the guy in stealth style. And then there's two bad, and then there's three bad guys. And then the next thing, you're in a scorpion on legs with a turret hammering people. And then you're like, ooh, and then you're in a tank and then you're in a plane <laughs> or a helicopter. And then there's two robots. And then the robot cuts the helicopter out of the air. With a massive axe. Like, I want to play it. I don't know if it'll be good. It might be absolutely terrible. But God, I want to play it just to now see. that one, was that one? I can't remember. Was that That's in... one this year. I think it was... Uh... It was this year, yeah. Uh, it's it's quite uh, soon it's... as well. Yeah, sorry, no. Second Extinction was in the day one game pass, wasn't it? Has the Exomecha was? No, it wasn't. No, no that's no, no. Yeah, going to be a pay, pay for. But as it's an indie, I'm hoping it'll be kind of like, you know, 20 quid. 25 my concern yeah my concern right now with that game is that it is it is it trying to do too much to do anything well do you know what i mean will it be a case of we threw everything yeah. including the kitchen sink in here but it's all it's, it's a really rubbish kitchen sink along with really rubbish everything else yeah, yeah. and that'll be my concern i mean if they pull this off that could be a real like winner of a sleep a little indie game that i think that could be yeah. something special there was, if they pull it off there was one key moment i saw and it was an animation again i don't know how far down developed mm. this is but um your character goes and like sticks a grenade or something on another character's chest and he mm. just sort of went yeah and just sort of fell yeah. over just not animated it was a bit yeah and and it looked what my <sighs> what my kind of thoughts for that exomecha game is i think if them what I would consider them pulling it off is if it does quite well and a lot of people download it and play it and it gets some good middling to sort of high, you know, like seven or eight on a review or something like that, probably a seven realistically or less. But if it does that, some studios then might inject some money into that franchise to then make the next one to mm. be absolutely bonkers. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. my thought. Well, but yeah, I, I'd like, I love the concept. Maybe it'll be terrible, but you know what? I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to jump in here, but I can't help feeling that your understanding of how the games industry might be slightly flawed there. Generally, when a game doesn't sell any copies and isn't that is a bit underwhelming, generally I mean, they don't rush ahead with lots gets, of extra money to make a like second. a seven or something, and enough people download it. You know, maybe they'll invest yeah. in the franchise. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll just be but we'll terrible. see. Early days, early days. It does scream early. free to play a little bit to me, to be honest. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does scream like it should be on Game Pass from day one. If yeah. I'm honest with you, yeah. but, well, <laughs> I'm a little surprised. It's not, a lot of but, stuff yeah. comes back later, doesn't it? So yeah. Anyway, that was great. And I, did, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't cool. even mention the Stellaris Series X 60 frames per second upgrade, which uh, you mentioned to me uh, yeah. last night, didn't you, Craig? And my first reaction was. Why does that need an upgrade? It's a it's like it's a four a four X game, and most of us time I spend sitting in menus, with looking the at funniest, numbers. And the stuff, funniest was but... the reason why we when we drilled down yeah. to it. It was like 
when he said, I go, well, I watched a video and it was all the epic battles when they slowed down. He goes, I never see any slowdown, but actually my armies are only going to get got about 12 ships in them. That's why, because I'm not yeah. very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not great at the game, and I play on a really, really slow speed. So it's my alarm going off to take yeah. my meds. Um, and I, I, so it takes me forever to actually get anywhere. And the biggest. I mean, I've had something like twenty ships yeah. flying around. So, and then you see this battle, don't you? Actually, that somebody else is playing. They've got yeah. like a hundred fleet, a hundred ship fleet going against another hundred ship fleet, and it's going chug, chug, yeah. chug. <laughs> and then you've got the the new Series X upgrade, and it's just smooth as butter. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that makes sense. It's no good for me, but you know, yeah, I can see why other people would like. Yeah. Cool, good stuff, right? Right, let's move on to the next section then. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out in front of Mr. Ratley. Actually, um, I hadn't prepped him for this, you know, but I'm gonna get him to talk about it. So, um, there was a, a a movie trailer which we've been obviously talking a lot of DC recently, and there's been another DC trailer dropped the other day, hasn't there, Mr. Ratley? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've got Suicide some stuff Squad. to say about it. Suicide Squad, sorry, mm. the Suicide Squad. Um, it's really weird. Like some of the stuff that is most exciting in that trailer is like something that was tiny, tiny little frame and a load of DC that's gone. Oh my God. As if you've done that character, which is Starro, the big starfish at the end. Oh, is that he's actually that is? a known villain from the, yeah, it's called Starro. And everyone just kind of went, what? Like you chose what? And it's just like this bonkers choice. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I could totally see that. Like, yeah. It's one of those comic book things that they do and you go, it could only happen in a comic book because it's so dumb. And then, you know, that's sort of 60s sort of comic book-esque where mm. everything had, like there was a point where Superman could create mini Supermans out of his finger and stuff. Like it was so, the bonkers powers that they come up with, you know. And um, uh, and Starro is a thing. And it was like, that's Star, what? Huh? <laughs> it's a giant um, pink starfish. <laughs> yeah, the giant star. They, I mean, they... Um take the mick in that and i'm sure i heard them scream oh my god it's a kaiju or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah, yeah. Like specific rim yeah so, um <laughs> i mean i'm kind of in two minds on the trailer um I, I i i don't think it looks bad i'm just not excited by it at the moment and i think that there was some awkward humor in there that didn't quite land for me oh. and uh, some of it was good, and I, and again, like I, I'm so happy to see my Roy back as Harley. She just like she lights the screen up as that character. Mm. It's it's so hard to imagine a situation where like she comes out as Harley Quinn, and I won't be excited to see it mm. because she just kills it as that character. Like that introduction where they were going to go rescue in the trailer, and she's like, "You were going to rescue me?" And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, it was a great plan too." He's like, "I could go back inside, and you could come." Around. I was like, <laughs> "That's a bit condescending." Yeah, she's so good in that role. Like, it just works, you know. And, you know, it was good to see, like, a few of the other team members back. Um, John Cena had a couple of good lines in it. I thought he's... I actually really like him in most of the stuff he's in. That was John Cena in there. I looked at it, I was like, is that John Cena? You're talking about the line where he's talking about eating an entire field of dicks, isn't it, or something? Yeah, (laughs) someone put put dicks all over the beach. (laughs) I'd have no problem with that if it was for... I was told, I mean, no problemo. And it's like... Uh, that, that, that that was a great moment. Um, yeah, some of it was a little awkward, but like I say, I enjoyed it. I also did really like the way they done King Shark. He was yeah. he was really really and. well done. And, and. <laughs> yes, that is your hand. And I tell you one thing, I'm very excited to see more of, and I hope they don't nerf the character, and I hope mm. they keep it as it was in the original series because he was an absolute highlight of the whole film. Is Viola Davis? Mm. Um, she killed it in the first one, and I really hope they keep her that really nasty piece of work. 
because I'm really excited to see more of her character because she was great. So yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm excited for it, but tentatively excited for it. I am a little worried about the tone being a little bit all over the shop, but by the same token, yeah, you know, I've got to get, you've got to give it its dues and its fair, fair chance. You know, yeah, um, it's 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 I, easy to worry after the state of the first one, really, because that was yeah. uh, hopefully they're going to actually maybe learn their lesson a little bit for what a travesty that was. Um, and now they've got James Gunn on board to do it. You know, he's got a hell of a pedigree with the Guardians of the Galaxy films. It looks very much in the same tone and they were a huge success. And they were, again, a bunch of characters that, to be honest, unless you were a complete comic book nerd, nobody had heard of any of them um, and made them into a massive franchise just off the back of that film, didn't he? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, Real I'm excited to see... Like the realization of it, it not not being. I am really happy that it looks very adult. Like there's a lot of gore, a lot and of bad language. Eats Talking about this a lot, so yeah, and rips yeah. the guy in half. Yeah, it rips the guy in half. I was like, wow, you know, they're not they're not messing about. So I was pleased to see it. It's maintaining that, like you know, I think. And so I saw someone tweet 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 about this and saying, um, "Do you remember where it was Cliffy B? Actually, the guy who made Gears." And um, he said, "Do you remember when?" the idea of an R-rated superhero movie was nothing but pie in the sky and nobody would dare touch it because they didn't think it would work. And he's like, thank God for Deadpool mm. changing that, yeah. you know? And it's so true, you know? Pre-Deadpool, which is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, yeah. So that's not mince words. This this movie probably couldn't have existed. No, no, I don't no. think. And credit to credit to where credit's due to the Deadpool guys. Mm. They really opened this door to happen. So yeah, I, I mean, lo- like I, say- I love every talking about Deadpool. I love every um, interview you see with Ryan Reynolds. He talks about that when he talks about the development cycle. Where he go, you know, we did some <laughs> test footage and then somebody leaked it. I mean, I don't know who, but it just went on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> It did really well. well. I think that's that's a prime example. The studio didn't believe anyone would watch it. Yeah, like they were absolutely adamant no one would pay money to see an R-rated superhero movie. Superhero movies are for kids, and it's like you know. And he was like, "No, I'm telling you, there is an adult audience for a very adult character, and we can make this happen." And yeah, it just it was proven, wasn't it? It was such yeah. a big movie. Yeah, such a great movie as well. on such a tiny budget as well. Mm. Mm. Well, for so, films anyway. The question I. I say, the way they keep ribbing on the budget as well in, in Deadpool with the whole, it's a really big mansion, but I never see you two in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on, we get on, on Deadpool. Phil. Go on, Phil. We get on to Deadpool. Go on, Phil. I was just going to say, you know, based on the uh, success of the Justice League redo, does the new Suicide Squad need to be three hours plus long to make it successful? <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, Please, no. 10% slow-mo, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe that's an actual stat 20... on that. <laughs> oh, that's an expensive ten percent as well, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you know as well? I saw another stat about going completely off again on Justice League. That did you notice? Because he always said it was four hours long, but when you watched it on Dow TV, it was like three hours and fifty three minutes. And it's all because of because it, it runs like twenty four frames in the US and twenty five yep. frames here. So it makes it. It's yep. that longer film. It actually makes it like yep. seven minutes shorter. <laughs> so that, does that mean like Batman's voice is slightly higher because he's talking a bit quicker? <laughs> Batman. <laughs> oh, what did you think of the trailer then, Alan? Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I was, I was actually aggrieved and extremely angry after watching the first film, mm. um, just because of some of the appalling rubbish. and abominable. 
Oh, I think we're losing Alan again. Oh, well. That's a shame. He's going to go to a rant. Yeah. He was so upset. <laughs> He's so upset he had to turn himself <laughs> off. It crossed you crossed his information to me when I'm talking. Oh, mate. I'm crossed you crossed information. But yeah, I, I was actually actually aggrieved and angry by some of the appalling writing and some of the decisions that were made in that film. I mean, least of which is, oh, let's make the bad guy somebody who's actually been recruited into the team. Oh, and in the middle of all this carnage and all this danger, we'll all start, stop and sit in a bar and have a chat because that makes complete sense. Yeah. Sometimes I just wonder how these writers in Hollywood are hired. They're absolute idiots and should be fired and never hired again. Any people who worked on that movie and probably many others. So I, I was absolutely appalled. When I heard they were making another one, I was like, oh, here we go again. This can't be good, right? And that original trailer came out and it was very short and just kind of showed you know about three or four of the cast sitting on a roof there were some funny sort of moments and then the list of names kept coming and it was one big name after another big yeah. name Idris Elba, Cena, Bubba, Robbie and you're thinking oh my god this is mental and it's James Gunn and and now I watch this trailer and I'm excited don't get me wrong, I do agree with what Chris is saying about the trailer itself. It didn't hit the mark at all points. There were some there were some down points where the humour just didn't seem to connect. But I'm still excited about this movie because in the same sense, exactly what you said, when Guardians was being advertised, and I didn't even really know who James Gunn was at that point. And they talk, they're showing the trailers, and I'm thinking, what the heck is this movie? This is this is sounds ridiculous. A tree man and a, a raccoon. It's mad. <laughs> It's like, I've never heard of any of these characters. What the hell is going And then it, you watch it and you're like, oh, my God, this is this is perfection. Yeah. This is this is a finely crafted, hilarious, entertaining movie. Mm. And then he didn't just do it once. He did it twice with the next film as well. And you're like, oh, it's not like a one trick pony. Mm. He can do it again. And then I'm thinking, okay, so the pedigree may not be hot in the sense that Suicide Squad was absolute trash in the first film, but that didn't have James Gunn tied to it. Now it does. Mm. And that fills me with extreme confidence in this product, and I'm really excited to watch it. I still miss the trailer for the original film with Margot Robbie breaking into the window, and I'm going to say no more than that because I don't <laughs> want to be accused of being sexist, but I really enjoyed that trailer. She is a fabulous actress, apart yes. from you know the costume is also quite nice. Yeah, I'm going to go just one little thing. I'm going to go on record here and defend David Ayer a little bit, the guy who made the first Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, so we all know the story of Zack Snyder's Justice League. What mm. most people don't know is how badly David Ayer got shafted by the studio on Suicide Squad. So a massive, and I do mean massive, amount of that movie was forced reshoots by Warner Brothers because after the backlash from Batman v Superman, the critical backlash, where they they basically crapped their pants and went, oh my God, we need to lighten everything. Um, Suicide Squad was directly tied to Justice League and it had Steppenwolf and the Parademons in there. And then all of a sudden they chopped all of the, like the Parademon-Steppenwolf connection so they could untie Justice League from this bigger universe because they decided that wasn't a very clever idea. Forced him to reshoot the whole thing, like the whole basic second half of the movie almost. Uh, changing loads of stuff, gutting the story, gutting a load of character beats and important stuff, changing massive amounts of like you know character building and world building Ripping and uh, yeah out. it ended up it, uh, yeah took the joker out mm. um basically it just ended up being a complete mess so in all fairness to david ayer and basically everyone who worked on it that film was going to be a a totally different movie until warner brothers did the dumb stuff that warner brothers seemed to have a habit of doing going 
uh, no, we wanted to do this. It's like instead of just letting it ride and, and you know, weathering the storm a little bit, you know, it, it could have been, you know, and, and there's a camp, the, the whole thing after the Snyder thing is now restored to Snyder Best, but everyone's been campaigning for a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad, knowing how badly the film, film got butchered by the studio. Mm. And uh, even so much that was an interview with the head of Warner Brothers, she's like, we're not going to be doing the David Ayer cut. So we know it's a thing. We know it's real. It's almost got to that point now where if Warner Brothers have to backtrack on that, they, they're kind of having to just hold their hands up and go, we got this horribly wrong and, you know, we've made a lot of bad decisions. I think Warner Brothers just don't want to do that because they're yeah. just worried it'll make them look even worse than they already do. Do you know mm. what I mean? I mean, when so, are we going to stop yeah, hearing this Brothers. same story about studio ex- execs making these decisions and them turning out a film that they seem to think is going to, you know, appeal to an audience and it's completely the opposite? When are they mm. going to start realising that these people are not the right decision, the people to be making these decisions? They yeah. clearly don't have the, the, the idea, they mm. don't know what the target audience wants. And that goes back to what we were talking about, Deadpool, when they go, oh, no way. I mean, we all knew when Deadpool was coming out, we knew as an audience, we knew there was a massive, most of us mm-hmm. have grown up on co- comics and and like TV series that associate with superheroes. And we're all grown up and we're adults and we're all gagging mm-hmm. for an adult experience in a superhero movie. We knew, and yet the studio execs are going, oh, no, this, is, oh, this isn't going to work. An R-rated movie, it's not going to, they clearly do not understand their target mm. audience when th- are we going to yeah. stop hearing this same story over and over again with, with, with the superhero stuff i think the biggest problem that anything i mean i mean you know, deadpool's a very different thing but it, it's been made very difficult due to the success of the mcu to, to go in a darker direction because especially when you're considered like you know it's marvel versus dc is the way it's always drawn and and i've always said dc is a darker universe than marvel always has been always will be it's just a, it's it's a naturally more dark place you know and Warner Brothers don't seem to understand their own property in the same way that Disney understand Marvel. Mm. Marvel is more lighthearted and certainly more family friendly. Um, so it translates better into that kind of movie. I'm not saying you can't have more lighthearted um, you know, DC movies because there are lighthearted DC characters. Shazam. But like, yeah, but look great at what, example. yeah, Shazam was a great, great example. Batman. But look at what happened with Batman when we had Batman, Tim Burton, Batman, one and two, Batman and Batman Returns. Mm. They were loved movies. When I got to three, the studio went, we need to make it lighter. We want to make it more kid-friendly. We want to get more, yeah. more family-friendly. And the minute they did that, and they brought Joel Schumacher on board it. and changed the tone, Batman took a nosedive. I mean, like, the Batman Robin performed so badly, it crashed the franchise for mm. however many years until Nolan came along. And guess what? Treated it like decent, serious material. Because, again, it comes back to that point of studio executives view comics for children. They don't read comics or understand comics. And comics exactly. deal with very, very adult things most of the time. You know, they're... They're, they're they're violent they're they're dark they you know they they they, they deal with like you know nasty stuff you mm. know uh, if you read a lot of the joker stories in batman the joker is just a really sick dude mm. but yeah you know yeah it gets to that point where you go why can't you understand that the material you've got is dark it's gritty it should be portrayed this way why do you have to try and make it fun it's, and it's ju- number crunches it's not isn't that it? material it's number crunches going right yeah. okay mm, we can't yeah. we need to get more bums on seats it's more money money but money they coming. see the numbers yeah. that the marvel universe gets in and they want the same thing and they completely yeah. miss the point mm. you know yeah, i exactly. love the marvel universe but at the same time i want to see adult content when it comes to superhero movies i mm. love the adult content the darker the quite frankly the more violent the better 
because that that is such uh, uh, you know I want adult themes uh, and I want it to be aimed at me not at 14 year olds mm. and and that's where I look to DC for those movies um, and and maybe other independent films um, uh, Watchmen's a good example of that I think where mm. you know it's quite adult uh, themes running throughout that story mm. um, um, but, uh, but that doesn't book. mean to say mm. yeah exactly and it was Snyder you know, as well but, wasn't it that was Snyder, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and also the series, which I mentioned a little while ago, which mm. is fantastic. Mm. Um, but so, and that's the kind of stuff. And I'm certainly, I know I'm not alone in that. And yeah, they look at the, the, the Marvel franchise and think, oh my God, they've made so much money. Why can't we have that? You can have that, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. You just need to stop focusing on making the same movie. Just make movies that are adult and DC and dark. And there are lots of us adults out there that will flock to watch your movie. And hopefully the Schneider cut will hopefully start to some way to make them realize that they are missing the point. That they do they do have a franchise that adults want to watch and they can make it dark and they can make it adult. Yeah, I think well, they just need to understand the IP, the intellectual property they have. DC's dark, mm. keep it dark. If you want a, you know, if you want an Avengers, use different source material that lends it more to that yep. side of it. You know, play to the strengths of that. I think I, I would also. I just like to end my comment on this one as a Warner Brothers, the EA of movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's mate. I mean, you, uh, I mean, totally. This it's, it's almost like two houses for this because. The problem is, I don't think that they're going um, all, you know, we want a light-hearted DC universe, and that doesn't work. It, it isn't that. It's a fact that they start making an adult DC film, and then yep. halfway through go, nah, no, no, backtrack, and let's make it a kid-friendly one. That's the problem. Again, we go back to saying Shazam was a, a fantastic film. It was really, really fun to watch. The kids all loved it. It was a great... It spoke to everyone across the board. It was a really good movie, and it was a commercial success. But that was intended to be a light-hearted comedy film mm-hmm. right the way through. Yeah, if, your source if they'd have started a Justice League that was, you know, of the same ilk with jokes and stuff, and they'd written it that way, they didn't have Snyder involved, they had a different type of director, say like a James Gunn involved, I'm sure it would have been a very successful mm-hmm. Avengers-like movie. But the problem was it was half of one with a, and half of the other with bits chopped out and it was just a it was a mess yeah you know i think the the, the, the prime one we've said this time and time again is batman v superman they forced the runtime down in that movie to get more showings in because they were worried mm. about the length and they cut out 30 minutes of essential footage to the film it doesn't mm. work i mean it, it it holds itself together barely as a movie in, the, in a theatrical cut and you know there's a lot of extrapolation you have to make and you have to <sighs> I, I always said that the theatrical cut relies a lot on a lot of prior knowledge of the comic books and those heroes intrinsically so you can piece it together because I, I was finding myself having to explain things to people all the time who didn't know the characters as well um and then as soon as the ultimate cut comes out and there's this 30 minutes which which adds footage and you kind of go i don't have to, I, I can quit explaining because the film explains itself now and it, and it just it just makes more sense and and that's what one thing i think snyder's always been suffered this he's had his movies gutted by studios because of the run length snyder needs to learn to make shorter movies if he wants yeah. to make movies to those <laughs> or or warner brothers or whoever need to go this is going to be an epic film it's just the way it is and we need we need to understand it's going to be two and a half or three hours and we have to support that runtime you know so it's got to be one of the other studios have got to understand their creators and the creators have got to work in their studio and they've got to find that happy medium but as it stands like you said craig like dc lost their lost their track and it, and it went completely off board and the tonal shift was the biggest problem with the first yeah. justice league well lots of problems but 
I, I, back to the original point, the Suicide Squad, I will defend the first one, not because I think that it was a good movie, but I don't think it was the people that made its fault that it wasn't a good movie. Mm. Um, David Ayer is an incredibly talented director and makes incredibly great movies, but he was completely undermined by the idiots at Warner Brothers. So let's just leave it at that and move on because, yeah, I think there's a good Suicide Squad in that old one somewhere. We just hope to God that that, that Warner Brothers see sense and undo this, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So, okay, right. Well, I think moving on to another topic we've got here, and I think it kind of ties in quite nicely with, uh, you know, popular movies and obviously comic book and superhero movies are like the big thing at the moment. Um but things that we're starting to see more and more of coming down the pipeline and potentially, I know we've mentioned before on the podcast, could be the next big like uh, wave and fad of movies is potentially the video game movies. And we have a certain person on this panel who is particularly fond of a game on the PlayStation 5 called Ghost of Tsushima, haven't we, Phil? <laughs> I'm so excited to see that movie. Oh, That's obviously not come just... out yet, but explain what, what we've got so far. Well... Basically, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, the game, is brilliant, but it has a film noir kind of mode in it where you can basically, it makes it black and white. Kurosawa mode, isn't it? Kurosawa, yeah. It makes it dark and dingy and gritty and the blood flies everywhere when you're slicing people up like a good old-fashioned samurai movie. And Basically, they're going to do a modern one of those, and it's going to be epic. Yeah, It's going to be like Snyder's Justice League, but with samurais. Do, do you know have they got any have they got anyone tied to it do we know yet or has it just been announced it's being made do you know i think i i'd only read that it's announced that it's been made and mm. um i haven't read too much into it i just saw it and got excited yeah, if I'm yeah, honest yeah, with yeah, you. yeah. because i love the game so much and uh, i think i mentioned it last week actually the the two guys that were directing got made honorary like mm. um again ambassadors, ambassadors for the yeah. yeah ambassadors for island of tsushima so to go from we've made a game that's like Assassin's Creed with Samurais to we've done such a good job that we're ambassadors of this place to we're going to make a movie of it because the game was so successful and even the people that live on the island love you so much. Mm, yeah. Oh, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, Can't I think it's um, yeah, it's potentially really quite exciting. Um, we've lost Ratley. Uh, I don't know where he's gone, but there, back. he's back in. He's back again. <laughs> Sorry, my internet died for a second. That's all right, mate. He's back in 4K again. He's up yeah, rest. That's it. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's We've one of those things performance where over quality. <laughs> potentially that could be something that's very, uh, I don't want it to be too kind of generic and, and look too shiny and nice. I think if they, and, but equally, I don't think I want them to go too far into the Kurosawa kind of mode with the, you know, the kind of very sort of very black and white, to... really kind of gritty. And it needs to maybe somewhere in between. And I think potentially a Snyder, a Snyder could do really great things oh, with that franchise. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, mm. you know, it needs that, it needs the color of the modern world in mm. it. And the, you know, the four, the 21 by nine of the modern format but it needs that gritty film grain over the top of that colour to take all the colours down mm. and make them a bit more noir. Mm. Um, oh, what was the movie series they did two of, of like Jessica Alba that was really Sin City. gritty? Sorry? Sin, Sin City. City. Yes, yeah. Sin City style, like that kind of style maybe? That was... So they did, like did the first of... Sin City, didn't he? Uh, yeah, don't... No, I don't think he did. Oh, no, he did Wrong. 300 is what I'm thinking. I'm oh, sorry. No, yeah, yeah 300 is not But imagine like that Sin City, because they use that kind of combination of black and white and colour to emphasise certain things. Mm. 
And I think that's something that could work really well. Like almost the black and white background with like when he's slicing Stuck people up and the red blood flying out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. got my mind pulsing with brilliant so, ideas. Yeah, on. Sin City was at multiple directors. It was um, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and Frank Miller. Oh, yes, of course it was. Wasn't yes, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank Miller wrote the books, didn't he? Yes, Frank mm, Miller was the, yeah, the artist. Yeah. So. yeah, oh, good stuff. Cool. I mean, I, I'm not going to go to you boys in the middle there because I know you're either of you've played really Ghost of Tsushima. You've played about 10 minutes of it, haven't you, Alan? Um, but I mean, I don't know. Have you got uh, any yeah. kind of thoughts on this or? No, no, I mean, I, I, I'm talking in general. I think we've already had this conversation about, you know, that I think we're, we're entering a new era of, uh, of, of like uh, a film companies actually realising that there is actually a, a big, huge market out there to do um, game adaptations mm. and to do films based off games. And obviously we've got uh, Uncharted with uh, Mr. Young Tom Holland uh, coming out, mm -hmm. um, I believe it's this year. Yeah. Um, at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's again, another franchise well. I haven't played. But I do know a lot better than I know Ghost of Tsushima. So, um, but I'm always happy for uh, more uh, Japanese-type um, movies, especially when it comes to samurais and stuff like that. It's always good mm. content. It's a good, nope. uh, um, uh, good place. Um, very interesting um sort of like movies yeah. um i have to say the last samurai is is uh, definitely a, a one of my favorite films um uh, with there's just, a lot of aikido cruise. in that movie i like that movie yeah 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 uh, you uh, know what, a lot of ikea aikido. oh sorry yeah yeah earlier on in his movies his first movie when he's just wrecking people it's all like is that before he got fat yeah yes nobody messes with me in my fat. kitchen um fat seagull yeah 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 i believe in was it a couple of years ago? He got so fat they had to get a body double in to do all the moves for him, and it was just from like the shoulders up while he was talking. <laughs> Unbelievable! That's, that's brilliant because his acting is so good you probably yeah. couldn't tell. Oh, that's right. It's yeah, the hawk eyebrows, isn't it? And the hawk like face he has. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Seagal. It's, it's, it's the frown. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, in a, we're in a kind of a golden age in a sense uh, of gaming. Um, and we're entering that, and, and I think film companies are starting to see that, and starting to see there is there is room to make those great movies. And I uh, I think the last one I watched was Tomb Raider, which was the the reboot, and I really enjoyed that. that was I good. That was a really really good mm -hmm. film. Um, yeah. And off the back of the, the 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 recent trilogy of Tomb Raider games, it kind of really fitted in yeah. um, as well. And I'm almost disappointed there hasn't been another one yet. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think it that's flopped, a good thing. It flopped quite hard. Yeah, Shadow did. Did it? Ask, but I it was don't know a, why. Yeah. Shadow was a different they developer. The, they changed the company. It went to um, was it Idos? I want to say. No, no, I don't mean the game. I mean the movie. Sorry, the movie flopped. Oh, the movie. Oh, the movie flopped hard. Okay, the third yeah, game the they changed. Hard. made it as well. Yeah. Such a shame because it is such, it is a really good movie. I think. My you know the problem with it. I think. I think, I think it followed the original game too closely, and I think if they were going to do a movie, they should have done an, a, another more original story. That's my opinion. Well, it. it was a good movie, and I enjoyed that, it. But... Also, I thought I thought that it, well, it did, and then the ending was from Tomb Raider Two. Um, so it was kind yeah. of this weird mashup of how they did, and it was like. I don't know. I, I like the movie. I wouldn't say I love the movie, no. but it showed a lot of potential and I think it could have gone somewhere. So I'm like Alan, I'm very disappointed there hasn't been a, a follow-up to it because I think the follow-up could have been really exciting. Mm -hmm. I think Alicia Vikander was really well cast there as well, actually. She was... She yeah, was yeah, really yeah, definitely. But anyway, right. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're, we're running into a sort of a he fairly hefty runtime again this week. I know we've we had about 10 minutes before where we just had our... Oh, we can't half talk. Can't I we? know, I know. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to this week's... 
a quiz. Oh yeah, boys. Ooh, yes. This is the quiz. So, this right. Is the quiz. This is the quiz. Quiz time, baby. Quiz time, baby. <laughs> so what I've done is I've actually, I've taken inspiration, and when I say inspiration, completely copied a game from another podcast. Um, it's a podcast. It's the uh, RKG um, YouTube YouTube channel, which is um, three of the guys who used to be with IGN, um, and one of them there, um, he it was uh, Gav. He um, created a game called Keyword Countdown. Now, how keyword countdown works, I think Phil might have played this before on a podcast. Like, as in. Because I've also listened as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, me and you sitting in the car when we drive back from work sometimes. So the idea is it basically, um, IMDb has some really weird keywords for um, films, right? And what we do is I've listed 10 keywords for a film, right? And they get, they're a bit, bit obscure and they get less and less obscure from one to 10. So 10 being the most obvious. Now the idea is you've got to guess the name of the movie from the keywords that I give. So you'll need to buzz in. Now, um, if you, let's say if you get it on the fifth one, you get five points. Yeah. If you get it on the 10th one, you'll get one point. So the sooner you get it, the more points you get. And there's five movies in total. Does that sound pretty clear? Mm-hmm. That's good. So I need to check first. Mm-hmm. Are any of the five movies aliens? Because you know Rat is getting ten points if that's the case. Well, I'm not going to tell you. But just there give might him be. the ten points now if it's aliens, yeah, there and ask be. us the hey, other four. Alan might. Alan's got just as good a chance as well. Wait, I tried playing this on the mentioned podcast, and this mm. its game is challenging. Okay, it's good fun. It's good so fun. Right, I expect a low-scoring week. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one that people can play at home as well. Right, so movie number one. And keyword we number. Buzzers. Oh, we sorry. Buzzers. Yeah, but that'd help, wouldn't it? Phil threw me off then for a second. <laughs> what are your buzzers, boys? Rattley, go for your buzzer. I'm going to go with my man. My man. Oh, yeah. Alan, go for a buzzer. Resistance is futile. Nice. Borg, love it. And Mr. Phil, is it going to be a... Uh? Yeah, I was thinking, uh, uh, me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what film's that from? Uh. Is that more rats? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I, I, that's just the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> incidentally more rats is not the first film um so right keyword <laughs> keyword number one <laughs> sequel my man go for it the empire strikes back no resistance <laughs> is futile alan aliens no keyword number two sequel to reboot. If that was aliens <laughs> just so we're clear <laughs> did you hear that one Sequel to reboot. Number three, tragic hero. Disfigurement. Deadpool two. Oh, resistance is futile. Deadpool two. No. <laughs> At what was your one? Um, me. Uh, the Daredevil. No. Uh, mob boss. Billionaire. Me. Phil. Uh, Batman. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Nope. Dual Resistance is futile. Alan. Batman. Nope. Star. Uh, me. Man. Dark Knight Rises. No. Chris. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. It is the Dark God. Knight. <laughs> You guys were circling the train on that, that one. Get away. <laughs> the last time, but I couldn't get in for these two just guessing random Dark Knight add-on. 
<laughs> couldn't remember which order they came in. Oh, so yeah. So the rest of them we had were um, Star Died Before Release, then Face Paint, and then Batmobile. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that to is. be honest, I was actually going for the Michael Keaton Batman because you talked about disfigurement, and I thought, ah, that's that's the Joker. That's yeah. that's uh, old Jack Nicholson. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. So okay, cool, good stuff. Right. So that's four points for Ratley. So the next one we have four. Four points, yeah. Four points. Yeah, if you get, the, if you get the first one, it's ten points. Alan. Yeah, it's ten points. We, we basically there, just though. gave it to him there, Alan. My <laughs> fault. <laughs> right. Keyword number one: <laughs> multiple actors playing same role. Notice board. Resistance is futile. Alan. Is it Bob Dylan? No. Unreliable flashback. My man. Ratley. Fight Club. Nope. Anonymous telephone call. Murder in elevator. Cargo ship. My man. Alan. Uh, Ratley. The usual suspects. The usual suspects. Yes, mate. It is. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Oh, good work. Another four points. So the next one after that was heist, coffee mug, surprise ending, and then limp. So that would have been it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I wouldn't have even got that. So. Oh, really? Uh, have you you have seen Love Usual Suspects, movie, haven't you, Phil? I have, like years ago. Mate. I, honestly, I can barely remember. You, mean I you can't don't remember watch it regularly, Phil, you heathen. It's Jesus one of the greatest man. films ever made, that film. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Reservoir yeah, Dogs. So I remember the general gist of it, mm. but I really need to watch it again. You should go back and watch really suspects. And oh, so good, mate. Yeah, right. Okay, next film we have. Uh, keyword number one: blood on camera lens. Bound and gagged. Ooh, me. Uh, Pop Fiction. <laughs> nope. Scars on back. Reference to Boston, Massachusetts. My man. Ratley. Silence of the Lambs? Nope. Firing two guns simultaneously. My man. Ratley. Max Payne? Nope. Me. Wanted? Nope. You know what? Let's cut out with the uh, things. Let's just go straight out with the with the titles. Let's count out the buzzers. We're just going to shout the film names out. Yeah? Okay. Um, next one is Revisionist History. Hitman, 47. Nope. <laughs> Refusing a handshake. Memento? Nope. That's a good film. Plantation? Mm. Oh, oh uh, Django. It is Django Unchained. Yes, mate. Nice one. Django nice Unchained, one. Yeah, yeah. Three points for Alan. Well done. And the next ones well were done. Slavery and then Black Western. Uh, I love that story where, old was it, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio actually cut his hand on the yeah, glass. Yeah. And carried, yeah. What, a, what a hero. Yeah. yeah. Carried on acting. That's I intense. Mean, they don't pay him enough, clearly. <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. Oh, you, could, you couldn't feel the sarcasm. No, no. Yeah, okay, no, so right. I need to work on that, clearly. <laughs> Right, next next film. Two word title. Pulp fiction. No. Nineteen nineties. 
Falling out a window. Total recall. Jealousy. First of series. Child's birthday party. Dinosaur. Jumanji? Anthropomorphism. Claw crane. Toy Story. Toy Story, yes, it is. (laughs) And the last one was Cowboy. (laughs) The claw. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. Good stuff. Nice, cheers. Nice. Right. <laughs> I know. Next one. One word title. Reference to Mary Poppins. Hasidic Jew. Briefcase chained to wrist. Pole fiction. Snatch. It is snatch, mate. Yes. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so from there we had severed arm. I watched that recently. To be fair, I had a massive look up there. Yeah, uh, yeah, dad. Um, yeah, severed arm. Dog chases rabbit. Desert eagle. Point five zero. Bare knuckle boxing. Diamond <laughs> and heist. They were the rest of the clues on that one. So I, I picked the wrong yeah, like, Guy Ritchie like movie to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have Phil on nil point on that one. Um, Alan on three points and Ratley on a massive 16 points. Absolutely ran away with that one this week. That is a pretty oh. cool game, that one, isn't it? That's, that's tough. Had a terrible show last tough. week, if you remember. So yeah. <laughs> disaster last week, wasn't it? So, yeah. You made up for it, mate. You made up for it. Um, yeah. Cool stuff. Right. Well, I think that's all about uh, we've got time for this week. Um, a massive runtime of probably going to be about an hour and 40 minutes on this one. But hey, why not? We had lots to talk about with the idea Xbox stuff, didn't we? So mm, Too much stuff there. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that's just uh, time. It's a buy from me. Uh, it's a buy from Ratley. Uh, it's a buy from Alan. Ciao, ciao, ciao. And it's a buy from Phil. Bye-bye. Tussie boo. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Bring that out. 